Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Hey, bartender. Welcome to the Quick Shot episode of Hey Bartender Podcast. That's right, it's the midweek episode. Just a real quick episode to remind you guys that I'm here. How is everybody doing tonight? What's going on? Have uh, Come on up to the bar, sit down, relax. Uh, I know you just got to get a quick one in, and then you can go. got to go home, see your family, or get some sleep, whatever it is you got to do. Uh, you know, today's drink special, you know, some people just want a quick quick one and run. So, you know, I, I could suggest something really technical, something really special, but let's keep it simple nowadays, people, because I've had a lot of people that come into my bar and say, I'm just going to, I just need a quick one. And then I got to go. Uh, the worst one was a guy that said he needed a rum and Coke. He drank about three of them. And I, so eventually I asked him, I worked a 7am shift, dumbest shift ever at the dumbest bar ever. And uh, this guy comes up and asks for rum and coke, and he has three of them. And I said, "You just get off uh, night shift or something?" And he said, "Oh no, I'm a truck driver. I drive better when I'm when I've had a couple." And I was like, "Oh, okay. Hopefully his truck doesn't end up in the side of the building before he's out of here." That's that's where all of a sudden it comes into mind. Uh, is that my is that my responsibility? Uh, should I have? stopped him and say, no, you just told me you're about to get on the open road. I can't serve you anymore. Uh, you know, it's different in all different States, but you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm so, I got, by the time I was in done being a bartender, I was so confused on liquor laws, uh, especially in Oregon where I'm from. So today's drink special. Let's just keep it simple. Just a, uh, drink in a mixer or just an alcohol in a mixer. Or maybe even help support a local small business and encourage your customers to drink a microbrew. It's always good to support the local small businesses because uh, they're trying to make money just like we are. And you know, I've seen in my during my time, I've seen a lot of various microbrews turn into giant companies or get bought out by Anheuser Busch. But either way, they all made money, and just because they took a product and they believed in it, put it out there, and just as long as they stuck with it and kept trying to sell it, they eventually reached their goal. We all got to keep that in mind sometimes. That's what a guy, uh, a fellow podcaster once told me. He said, just keep doing what you're doing, and eventually people will come to you. And just, you know what? Uh, the, you know, I'm not I'm getting the uh, Joe Rogan numbers, but... Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about how many people I'm getting to listen to my show. It's a lot of fun. I'm getting even people overseas. This is amazing. And, uh, you know, uh, I didn't think I would ever touch that many people, especially over 
the Atlantic or Pacific Ocean. So thank you, all, all you people that are listening outside of the United States. I greatly appreciate it. So anyway, on today, on to today's subject. Yeah, I'm talking like I always do. Lots of ands, um, stumbling on words. You guys are used to it by now, aren't you? Listen, I was uh, sitting back thinking about days that I was bartending, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, this is an episode. This is a subject that I've been trying to avoid because uh, it, it's kind of a bummer of a story. But I'm sure a lot of you bartenders and servers out there can relate to it. And the question is, how do you deal with a customer that needs consoling? They came to your bar because they were upset about something and they just needed a little bit of consoling and just, uh, you know, they thought I need a drink. And so they brought them to the bar and thought uh, having a little alcohol in their system might help them out. But if you started out bad, Odds are the alcohol is going to make you worse. Uh, but if you start out good, sometimes the alcohol can make you better or worse. It can go either way. This moment came to mind just because I had a customer, uh, two customers, a boyfriend and a girlfriend. They were longtime customers of mine. Uh, they hated me at first because they, I, they told me that I poured drinks too weak. But then eventually we got to be friends and uh, they, I think they started coming to me because they're mother when they went to go pick up their kid their mother smelled the alcohol on their breath and so they thought they would have a better chance with me uh pouring their drinks and not smelling like alcohol on the way home they were the type of people she was even a bartender and she was the type of person that assumed that if you order a vodka crayon in a pounder glass you get two shots no no i told you guys in the last episode never make assumptions and but the customers Always assume that if you order it in a giant glass, that means you get more alcohol. No, when you ask for more alcohol, you get more alcohol, but you got to pay for it too. But like I said, they became good friends of mine. They regular customers. They always came in on my night, probably because of the lack of options in town. But, you know, still, I, I treated them like they were. It was awesome for them to come in and see me. One day they came in a little bit early and uh, the the girl's boyfriend was really, really, really upset and crying. You know, his eyes were all puffy and face was all red. And my waitress comes over to me and tells me what's going on. I, I guess a relative of his that he was relatively close to relative, relatively, uh, sorry, um, had passed away. So they ordered a drink. And I set them up and then they, then eventually the, uh, the girl said, okay, we got to go. So we're going to settle up. And I said, you know what? It's on me. Uh, sorry about your loss. I thought that was a semi noble thing to do, you know, especially for a long time customer, uh, somewhat friends. I never hung, hung out with them on a regular basis or on any kind of personal basis, but I thought that would be a noble, nice thing to do. However, uh, her boyfriend was, like I said, he was genuinely upset. And then all of a sudden he started chewing my ass out. What is it? What is that? What it takes? You got to lose somebody you love in order to get a free drink around here. And I said, fine, you owe me 12 bucks then. And his girlfriend quickly said, no, no, sorry. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. 
uh, uh, we're just going to get out of here right now. And I said, take care of him. And she said, all right, we'll see you later. And, you know, I, I tried to do something nice for them just because, you know, I know what it's like to lose a loved one. I've, uh, I've seen people go through hard times and, uh, because they lost a family member or a close friend and they turned to alcohol and, uh, it's doesn't, you know, I've never seen it make things better, but, you know, if it's just one of one of those vices, you know, they remember they had a good time one night. So in order to have another good time, they need the alcohol. But they got to also remember alcohol is not the only reason why you had a good time. It's part of it. You know, I couldn't give you a percentage uh, to save my life, whether or not how much alcohol was the percentage of why you had a good time. But it's also the people you're around. So as the bartender, you know, I tried to uh, be nice, be funny. And, but in the cases of people uh, losing a relative, uh, I, I don't feel any joke or anything is appropriate. And so I just offered to buy their drink. Uh, she accepted. His mind was elsewhere, understandable. And they went on their way. And so people going through hard times, they come and uh, meet their bartender because that's what we're there for. Sometimes it is to make them feel a little bit better. They might not have any close friends inside the bar, people they might talk to, but they know the bartender. The bartender is the only consistent. So what's a bartender to do other than be a well-wisher? Being a well-wisher means you don't wish any particular harm come to of your customer, but you know, you don't necessarily uh, want them to uh, be in a bad mood. This is, there are two occupations in this world other than psychiatrists where people will tell their problems to the person. One is bartender, the other is hairstylist. We hear more things probably than the average psychologist. Deeper things, and it's not because of the alcohol. It's just they feel comfortable because we're more consistent and we're a little bit cheaper. I mean, sometimes it costs 50 bucks per session to go talk to a psychologist, for Christ's sake. And if you plan your night out correctly, you can spend under 20 bucks and just tell your bartender about your problems. Your bartender will try to give you as much attention as possible. But, uh, you know, we're bartenders. We're busy. We're not only serving one person at a time. And, you know... And it's not just uh, losing loved ones that we try to ha have to try to console people. There was one guy, he was one of my favorite customers that I didn't get to know very well just because he relocated. But when I got to talk to him, uh, he was he worked for the local radio station, local classic rock radio station. And me, as a classic rock lover, I immediately clung to this guy because he knew a lot about classic rock and I could talk to this guy. He was easy to talk to because we knew about the same things. We had something in common, but then one day he comes in and he's looking a little down on his luck. And I said, Hey, how you doing? And he says, well, you know how radio stations nowadays, they're, they're going automation. And, uh, so he was, a di uh, he was a disc jockey. And since radio stations were going completely automation, there's no need for disc jockeys anymore. Sure, they got radio personalities in the mornings uh, and 
but uh, they got uh, you know syndicated radio shows. Uh, a lot of your local radio stations nowadays don't uh, have local people talk show hosts anymore. They have syndicated shows. Back, everybody remember back when Howard Stern used to be uh, on a syndicated network that on for CBS or something like that, I think. And they put they put him in every network that no is uh no it was CBS might have been yeah CBS I don't know why I'm uh, diving on this so hard but he was upset he was about to lose his job because they had no need for a disc jockey anymore it was all going to be automation so I brought him I I believe his drink was a Hefeweizen and he and I started talking. And we started out talking about our usual rock and roll trivia type of thing, stuff about the Beatles, stuff about the Who, Small Faces, uh, Led Zeppelin, uh, the Animals, because uh, there there was a constant debate between him and I of what was the first uh, first song to be on the radio that passed the three minute mark, and I thought it was Hey Jude. But he was actually right. Uh, the first song was House of the Rising Sun by the Animals. And so he and I would uh, talk about things like that all the time. But he was also feeling a little down on his luck because, hey, it sucks to lose your job. Some of you probably relate to that really well right now. And so he's he was just sitting there and he says, well, I got to figure out what I'm going to do. Uh, he talked about he was going to relocate to California to uh, be with his daughter. And he, after a while, he and I started uh, talking more about rock and roll. I made a few references to the Beatles movie, The Yellow Submarine. Great movie. And all, you know, because uh, I we had these magnets on the refrigerator that uh, that were the symbols for both Oregon State and University of Oregon. But if you flip them over, they're just black. And if you've ever watched the Yellow Submarine, there's a scene in there where Ringo picks up a hole and, you know, starts playing with it and then sticks it in his pocket and says, well, I have a hole in my pocket. And so I made that joke and that made him laugh. So hopefully that, you know, kind of brought him back. And I said, you know, I've heard of a lot of radio uh, guys going from being a disc jockey to being producers. Have you ever thought about doing that? And, you know, what is a producer? I mean, everybody's a producer. If you think about it, we all produce fluids. Uh, we can, you know, it depends on what, uh, what you're thinking about producing. And I s basically sat there and talked with them about producing like radio commercials or, uh, you know, maybe start his own studio voiceover studio of some kind. And he actually gave me this look like, wow, I hadn't thought of that. That sounds like a great idea. And, you know, we had a great conversation about that for a little while. I remember that night being in a particularly slow night. Uh, he acted like he didn't want to talk to anybody at first and tried to be by himself. But let me remind you, bartenders and servers, if somebody says they want to be alone, they wouldn't be in a bar. They'd drink at home. That's bottom line. I learned that from Star Trek. I learned a lot of things from Star Trek. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he probably didn't want to talk to anybody, but after having a friendly conversation with me and then all of a sudden having this epiphany, like, oh, my God, yeah, I could do that. Uh, it, you know, it was good to see him in a better mood 
when he walked out the door than when he came in. And, uh, you know, that's, that, that's where being a bartender to me was worth it and where people come in and they have a good time and they walk out with a smile on their face. And that's, that's what makes bartending worth it for me. It's kind of like the old scenes that you used to see in like cheers where, uh, Sam is standing behind the bar talking to a customer. Then, uh, he's got, he's wiping his hands with the bar rag and then throws it over his shoulder and starts cutting lemons and limes and stuff like that while holding a casual conversation with somebody. Sometimes for a customer, that's all it takes. They just want somebody to talk to There's really nothing going on in their life. And, you know, the bartender, like I said, is consistent. The bartender will be there. And sure, they might come in on specific shifts because they have already gone over, gone over a whole bunch of the stuff with one particular bartender or that one, one particular bartender can relate more than what I could. So they wouldn't talk to me about those specific things. But, you know, I try to try my hardest to make them laugh. I mean, it didn't always happen being an introvert and, uh, where I was concentrating more on being, making the drinks and sending them out than being an entertainer or, uh, being a psychologist or anything like that. It's a busy job. And that was the reason why I became a bartender is so I could work on that. So I can work on my people skills. It's why I'm doing this podcast so I can work on my people skills, work on my speech, my voice. And, you know, uh, I, I don't know if just from that last three seconds that you just heard of me stumbling on my words, plus saying, and, and, um, every five seconds, uh, it's a work in progress. I swear to you. Yeah. But sometimes we got to console each other. It's not just the customers. I've had uh, coworkers come in and they're genuinely upset that something in something happened in their personal life. You know, most of the time I tend not to pry on people's personal lives because that's their personal life. But every once in a while, when you notice that the your coworker, your family is really having a hard time you got to take them round back into the office and say, sit down. Okay. Talk what's going on. And they, you know, eventually they do come, come around and start telling you what the problem is. And you know, you have to remind them, okay, I had to sit you down because you've dropped like six drinks and you've brought the wrong orders to the tables or the tables haven't gotten their orders at all, and you've been back here shaking like a leaf on a tree, smoking cigarettes. So what is going on? Let it all out now so you can get back to work. And that's how you're supposed. That's how it's supposed to work. As uh, bartenders to your coworkers, we're family, uh, and bartender servers to your, to each of your coworkers. We're all family. We all stick together. We all help each other out. And she was having a little bit of domestic issues, nothing violent, nothing uh, really crazy, but she was just a little bit upset of things happening at home. And I let her give me the cliff notes version of it and then say, okay, finish your cigarette, get yourself together, then get back onto the floor. All right. And she was like, all right, all right, all right. 
And maybe that whole six seconds of me listening to her, it was longer than that, but listening to her problems, she sat back and said, okay, all right, I'm, I'm better now. Let's get back to work. And the rest of the night, she was on point every single second. And she even uh, helped me out because, truth being told, when I'm standing by the, behind the bars and I take food orders, I always forgot about the food because I'm still slinging drinks. And I forget to go over to the kitchen every once in a while to check to see if a food order's ready. Uh, I was really bad about that. But there was no reason for it. I was just lazy. The final thing that I'm going to talk about is the breakups. When I when you notice one of your customers has uh, broken up with their significant other, whether it be boyfriend, girlfriend, and you've got to deal with uh, how they react to that breakup. Now, I'm just saying boyfriend and girlfriend. Marriages, that's completely different because you can't just uh, change your Facebook status and uh, when it comes to marriage and say we're broken up. You've got to go through a whole process. And that can take months before. And, you know, sometimes it things can change during those months. But I'm just talking about regular bake breakups between people that are dating. There was one girl I remember. She was particularly upset that the guy that she was dating decided to get back with his girlfriend because she came back into town after... Uh, being on an international flight, her, his girl, his so-called ex-girlfriend was a flight attendant. And whenever she left town, he considered them, uh, he considered them broken up. And so he'd go and fool around as much as he wanted to while she was gone. And you know, she'd had, had like a two week to a month layover in whatever city state. And so he, and he stayed there in the town that I worked and then he'd go out and try to hit on hit on girls the whole time. And uh, unfortunately, he was semi-successful with it. Cheated on uh, his girlfriend, the flight attendant, constantly. So this girl that I, uh, that I was serving, she started fooling around with him. And then as soon as his girl, her girlfriend came back into town, all of a sudden he was just like, I don't know you. What the hell's wrong with you? If things started getting a little bit too hot, he would start talking about marriage with the girl that was a flight attendant. But, uh, and that seemed to keep her at bay. She should have dumped him long before that. But the girl that he was fooling around with, she was a regular customer of mine. And it was difficult uh, when she would go through situations like that because she would come in spitting nails angry that he treated her like that and then ask for a glass of wine. And I know her, the, her pattern as she drinks. And I said, okay, she's upset. Two glasses of wine. That's it. Because I don't want to have to deal with the emotional roller coaster or train wreck that happens after three wines. And some can you some of you bartenders and servers know that uh, know that some the chemical reaction of a wine drinker can go from angry to happiest person on earth to somebody hug me please and 
I, you, you have to understand that. And so I was being very careful with it. I sat back and uh, she asked for a glass of wine and she started talking to all the other customers, relaying her problems onto all of the customers and whether they wanted to hear it or not. And uh, then I gave her her second glass of wine and I thought, okay, I got to make sure she nurses this one because there's only an hour left to this shift. If I nurse this, I can't give her another one or I can give her one at last call. And then the emotional train wreck that she's going to end up being will happen when she gets home. Cool. Oh, I stepped away from the bar for a little while and the waitress gave her another one before that. Ah, oh, crap. And by the, uh, by the time I yelled last call, she is crying and, uh, so well, how could he treat me like that? Well, you, you ought to uh, look at all the other women that he's treated like that. In fact, some of the women that he treated like that were your friends. You, you were just next in line and he's a schmuck. Sorry. Best thing you can do to uh, try to deal with that. Like I said, you try to time their drinks to make sure that they get uh, only get happy and the uh, emotional roller coaster happens after you close or uh, you just have to deal with it and, you know, sit, talk with them and wait for them to sober up, uh, you know, get a cup of coffee in them, even though they don't want it. They want to keep drinking. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, and men, holy shit. Some of those guys, uh, when they go through a breakup, it can be way worse, especially uh, when they're drinking because they spend, oh, maybe the first couple days acting like they didn't give a shit about the girl to begin with after, uh, they just got dumped and it's just, ah, you know, she's, uh, she's just, uh, just another girl and yeah, whatever, you know, she was kind of, uh, she was kind of a bitch anyway. And you know that they go home and they, you know, beat up their dog or, uh, chase small animals with a weed whacker or, uh, cry themselves to sleep even Be, uh, but when they're out in public, they say, ah, I didn't give a shit about her to begin with good riddance to her. And, uh, you know, then all of a sudden they're stuck doing drunk texts just as bad as anybody else. And what do you do about that? I, uh, my method was laugh. I laughed at them. Uh, true. I've been through breakups before I've been through, uh, really harsh breakups that left me an emotional mess for a while, but when it doesn't happen to you, it's hilarious. Now, do these people that lose relationships come over and talk to the bartender about it? Not very often, because most of the time when people fall out of relationships, if you notice, they don't want to talk about it, whether they know it was their fault that they got broken up or it was the other person's fault, because most of the time, some people don't even know what the fuck just happened. It just all of a sudden, uh, they one day they thought they were doing good, and the next day... Plane crash. crash. Boy, that was the worst sound impression I've ever done. Yeah, I'll work on that. They'll want to talk to their close, close friends, whether the, their close, close friends really want to hear about it or not. I, uh, I've heard of people that got calls at like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning saying, hey, what's up? And they're like, I was asleep. 
what's up with you? Uh, well, you know, I'm, you know, I can't sleep and I was just wondering what you were doing. And, you know, they, they needed a friend at that point in time. They don't look towards the bartender for that sort of thing. When they're going for the rebound, they might look towards the bartender and say, okay, who's available? What, uh, can you tell me about her? Can you tell me about him? And when it came to that sort of thing, I never really gave an opinion on any of the customers when it came to, are they dating material? My friend Shannon, oh, hell yeah, she'd be all over that. And she'd go, oh, totally date material. In fact, he's probably marriage material uh, and try to set them up. But me, I stayed out of it. And I was like, you know, you're just going to have to go over there and talk to them yourself. Uh, To me, they're nice to me, sure. But uh, I'm the bartender. Everybody's nice to a bartender, when, especially when they want to drink. Anyway, people, that is last call. Last call for alcohol. So come on up to the bar. Oh, wait, this isn't a bar. This is a podcast. We can pretend. Come on up to the bar. You ain't getting shit. I'm not walking out there. So uh, once again, thank you for listening, everybody. Remember to go out there and support your small businesses. Uh, For example, bartendersowncoffee.com. You can get on there and find all sorts of different blends that you can ever dream about. Well, probably not all you can dream about, but there are a lot of them on there. Is uh, even pumpkin spice. I know there are some pumpkin spice lovers out there. Check out bartenderzowncoffee.com. And if you use promo code HEYBARTENDER at checkout, you get 20% off your entire order. Bartenderzowncoffee.com. Also, if you want to help support the podcast, go to www.heybartenderpodcast.com. You can catch up on old episodes or check out some of the Hey Bartender Podcast merchandise got on sale on there. Help support a podcast by buying yourself a t-shirt today. Just remember, people, uh, we're all bartenders and servers. So if we're not working right now, people are not getting the help they need, and they're probably bored and doing stupid things outside. And you don't have to be blamed for it because people are doing stupid things sober, so which is way worse than people doing uh, stupid things while drunk. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. I need another drink. What do you mean it's last go? I just got here.